Hi, I'm Maria Thea Harris or Velosos, and you're listening to Socialist Tuesday on So Organised Style Podcast. So Organised Style Podcast acknowledges traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognises the continuing connection to lands, waters, and community. We pay our respects to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and to the Elders past, present and emerging. A big sponsor shout out goes to our two podcast friends and sponsors. The Australian Sewing Guild, who has been our Monday Daily Series regular, is now a sponsor of Sew Organised Style Podcast. Go to ozsew.org to check out the online workshops, sew-alongs, skills library and more. Our second sponsor is Tatiana's School of Couture as she launches it online. Go to her website to see her new online sewing classes and patterns. Thanks for letting us into your sewing room today. Let's welcome back the socialist fit guru, Gabby Brown of the Dear Gabby series. Gabby, thanks for coming on to so organized style socialist tuesday today and congratulations on doing your 30th post for socialist Woohoo! thanks maria <laughs> it's good and it's so good to be here yeah it's great thank you so much so this week's post can you tell us about it right so this one has come up in a very interesting kind of manner so in the past couple of months i've been having a lot of talks with people online about is this the right way to do something Or should I try this? Or what's the most recommended way to achieve shaping at these points? Or what do you think I need to do here? And what's the best way to do that? And I keep having these conversations come up. And then alternately, I keep seeing a lot of information flowing around that is, some of it is very good. Some of it is questionable. And some of it is just really confusing and I think can make people eventually get turned off of sewing because there's just so much flotsam and jetsam going around. It's not clear and it's not helpful and it's not doing very much to open people's eyes. So the post is called doing things the right way. The idea is basically, is there a right way and how to vet information for yourself? And then once you have vetted it, is there a way to innovate it that works for yourself that isn't creating misinformation? In essence, obviously we wanna start from the building blocks of really good pattern books, really good classes, looking at fabrications like Threads and So News and Berta Style and all these places that really for decades have been pulling together guides for people and talking to experts, knowledgeable people in their field and listening to what they have to say. So starting there rather than starting in the influencer, Instagrammer, blogger field where a lot of it, because people are self-taught and I'm not saying that it's wrong to be self-taught or that there's anything bad about it, but I am saying that you should probably be a little bit more wary about starting your sewing journey from that aspect rather than this other way that may seem, I'm going to use air quotes here, fuddy-duddy, or, you know, it can be outdated. But once you have gone through all of those resources, you then have the tools and the knowledge to say, okay, so now I know how to do all this stuff. What didn't I like about that? What didn't work for me? What was outdated? What felt condescending? What didn't have extended sizing? What 
talked about flattering? What talked poorly about larger bodies? And how do you change what you know to make it work for what's happening now? And we've had conversations about even just how bodies have changed from the Middle Ages to now because of nutrition. So even between now and the 60s and 70s, when a lot of big four pattern making was kind of cemented in place, there's been a lot of, a lot of knowledge gained about how people's bodies change and grow. And so when you're pattern making, how can you, as the sewist, change your techniques to better suit yourself? And then in so doing, when you are doing this, keeping in mind things like anybody can come up with a cool sewing tip. Everybody has videos. Everybody has tutorials. There are Patreons. There's this, that, the other. Everybody is selling something, right? Everybody's trying to teach their own thing. So some of that will be valuable. Some of that will absolutely not be valuable. The unfortunate part is it's kind of trial and error and vetting your sources. But if you are creating a way to a new way or an easier to understand way to utilize a certain technique, innovating on a technique, if you are planning on sharing it, achievable for more than one person to get the same results, that you're testing it, that you're not just putting it out into the blogosphere and hoping for shares. Because a lot of times when that happens, people will pick up on it and share and share and share and share. And then because they've seen it so many times, they're like, oh, okay, I know what that is. I'm just going to do that. But if it's not based on good information, they're going to have poor results. So half of this post is a be careful. And the other half of the post is, okay, so take your time, learn the building blocks of what has come before. Understanding that sewing and pattern making are very traditional fields. They're built on centuries of technique in all areas of the world. But how can we build on that? And how can we move it forward in the same way that there's incredible textile innovations happening all over the world? And, you know, things like cradle to cradle denim, which I just recently, like I've heard the term before, hmm. but it essentially means from the cradle, the baby being born of the denim process, going to the next generation being born and trying to keep it as sustainable as possible. And it's really fascinating. So the idea is they're using all recycled materials, you know, no water waste and this kind of thing. So that way things can keep going in generational cycles rather than you wear it a couple of times and then you have to throw it in the dump. But the way that they're innovating and the way that they're taking a process that existed already and improving on it is so fascinating to me. The other thing I, I linked to this in the article is the difference between innovation and invention. Invention being, oh, hey, I made a cool new thing. Okay, great. That's so awesome. <laughs> now what? But innovation being, okay, so this thing already exists, but I need to make it better. It's not quite working the way that I want to. So I'm going to innovate upon it and improve the whole process of how it works. So of course you want to invent new things, but then once you've invented the thing, you need to innovate upon it to make it the best possible iteration that it can be. If you just leave it at invention state, unless you're Einstein, I'm assuming that it's going to need improvement at some point. So when you see things like Instagram tips that are like, oh, try this, this worked for me. It might, and it might not. So there's a level of wariness that I think 
needs to go into how people view information and then how they're outputting that information as well. So that's kind of what the whole post is about. It just, I was thinking about it as like, what has this year been like? It just feels like we're kind of stagnating and we're stuck inside and we can't go anywhere and nothing's really happening. And I'm sure this is the same for a lot of the people who are listening, but I'm like swamped with kids stuff and it's just, I can't get anything done. (laughs) And it's thinking about how to improve oneself and then how to really move the whole, I guess it's not proper to say the word industry because it's not industry, but how to move the craft forward in a way that is like we talked about in other previous posts, you know, referencing Amelia's about how to be ungendered and how do we bring all these other issues into what we're doing in an approachable way and how do we test them going forward and how do we make this talked about and how do we put good practices into this? You know, like, I don't think I'm saying this the right way, but there's a lot in pattern making, especially that feels very dated and this is how it's always been done. And okay, well, that's fine. But there are so many other issues that we know about now. And I feel like we need to bring them in and figure out how to move forward and create new ways of doing things. But at the same time, making sure that we're doing it carefully and we're doing it in a way that we can ensure good results for the majority of people who want to try it. From a sewist point of view, it's a good time to have a look and reflect on what you know and what you want to learn next. Yes. Finding the right information so that you can build on your skills and put all the learnings in is a worthwhile thing to do. But again, you've got to make sure that the small amount of sewing time you've got when you've got everything else to do in your (laughs) home life, you know, you've got to value the fact that you've only got a small amount of time to do your sewing. So making sure that you've got good information to then build on your skill set and move your craft forward. I think that's what I've learned from this year. And I think that's what this story is going to really help, you know, what your blog post is going to help us with. Yeah. I mean, I think that you, you worded it so well. That is precisely it. You know, you're thinking about your craft and you're thinking about where you are and where do you want to push things Hmm. and where do we want to go in the new year? For some of the world, they're going to pick things back up and go to the new normal. And some of the world is going to be waiting still. And what do we do with our time now that we're waiting? Yeah. And kind of prioritizing what's the most important thing to do here, you know, and if, if that's improving technique or learning new fitting skills or picking up new pattern making, you know, like a new way to draft something that you've never tried before. We are in the year 2020. I'm quite sure that any pattern making invention has already happened before this point in time. Yes. But there are so many new body types and, you know, everybody's just learning about how best to do things at home. I was talking to a new friend and saying, you know, well, in ready to wear, having worked in plus sizes before, the knowledge is all homegrown. Hmm. You know, we do it based on focus groups and measuring people and putting product out and reading reviews and seeing what comes back based on what it's trial and error, but always in ready to wear you're fitting for the average and you're fitting for the average of what a straight size person thinks a plus size body looks like, which is not ever going to probably work out right unless that person has an extensive knowledge base in anatomy. Then if you are coming to it from that and thinking about it, if you wanted to go to fashion school, 
to do plus size apparel. Fashion schools don't teach plus size apparel. I think maybe one does that I know of. Maybe more are starting to around the world. But again, you know, different ethnicities have different body types and they may not need to. For example, in the Asian world, that is a body type that is the American plus size body type is very different from an Asian plus size body type. So how do you marry the two thinkings or how do you learn how to make patterns for those bodies? And yeah, I don't know. It's just how can we keep moving this forward in a way that lets more and more people be a part of it when the knowledge bases are so scattered and all over the place and knowledge is being shared, but maybe not all of it is good knowledge. So yeah, just trying to level set the playing field and get everybody saying, okay, well, we all know that these are the tried and true pattern books. These are the tried and true classes. Mm -hmm. So now that we've done all that, how can we push forward and move into interesting plus size apparel that is fashionable or junior plus or something? I don't know. I don't know. The options are endless. Like we can move this thing forward in a way that is not constrained by this is how it's always been done by insert company name X here. What do you want people to get out of reading your latest blog post? What do you want them to go away with? I want them to be a little bit more thoughtful about how they approach things on social media. There is a lot of sharing just to share rather than sharing because you tried it and it really actually worked and you're spreading knowledge that really actually does work and has worked not just for you, but for a couple more people. Like thinking about, is this valuable? Is this helpful? Is it entertaining? Is it, you know, is it funny? Okay. Is this approachable? But also, is this too much? Hmm. You know, am I sharing something just because somebody else shared it or because I saw it and I thought it looked cool, but I didn't actually try it or especially when people do things like that from bigger accounts, it can create a lot of that flotsam and jetsam we talked about earlier that like it makes people really confused about what information is right, what's wrong and, you know, where to even go to find good information. There are a lot of new sewists, especially this year, who are probably coming in thinking, oh God, what am I going to do? Like, how do I, there is so much and you have to find it all yourself. So yeah, it's mostly just everybody chill out, stop sharing weird stuff, think about what you're doing. And also, if you are getting good information, think about how to use that information to output into the world. You know, how can you innovate? How can you make things better for yourself and for your community? So those are kind of the things I want people to think about. I don't know that I want them to necessarily do them, but just even to have that, you know, that kernel in the back of your mind where you think, oh, is this before you hit the share button? Mm. Is this, should I share this? Have I actually tried it? Or, oh, hey, I invented a new something. Let me have a couple of friends try it before I put it out into the world. Yeah, just to make sure that, you know, like, course everybody wants to know a technique or something easy or you know like what's the shortcut here what is it but making sure that it is a good one is a little bit harder I think that it's good information and that it's repeatable and you get a consistent outcome right exactly exactly it's a testing process yeah (laughs) not so many words it's just if you're creating a process you have to make sure it's tested before you throw it out into the world you can't just throw it out into the world and then expect the world to test it and then be like oh well Everybody seemed to like it because it got shared a lot. I don't mean to rag on anybody. I really, really don't. 
But with Facebook groups and Instagram and Reddit and all of these discord, there are all these places where people are coming together and talking about things and of varying different levels. And because at this point, people are not going to school for this. People are not really learning from their parents anymore how to do this. Hmm. The information is mostly self-taught and it can be good. It can be good. It's just about, you know, stepping back and thinking about how do you want to approach that information? What do you want to put back into the world? It's something I've been thinking about a lot. So Gabby, once more, congratulations for your 30th post. 30th (laughs) Dear Gabby post on Socialist today. Ah, thank you. It's so it is rather exciting. I didn't I never anticipated this was going to happen, but it's been such a cool thing to do. And if I don't get to speak to you, have a wonderful time during the holidays. Yay! Thank you, Marie. You too. Happy thank holidays you. and a happy new year. Exactly. Happy new year too. And have a lovely day, listeners. This episode of So Organized Style Podcast for the Socialist was produced by me, Maria Thea Harris, with permission of Gabby Brown, sound by bensound.com. You can subscribe to So Organized Style Podcast, spelled with an S, not a Z, on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and from all good podcast apps. Post any questions or podcast suggestions you have on our Instagram account or on our Facebook page. We look forward to joining you in your sewing room next time. Stay safe, everyone.